Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 in the Seattle Sports app. I'm Tom Nelson. That's Joey Pyburn, Matt Nelson running the board. I tell you what, if you're out on Puget Sound and you see a center console that doesn't have downriggers on it, there's a doggone good chance you could be looking at Justin the Waypoint Wong right there who joins us now. Cut Plug Charter, SeattleSalmonFishing.com. Good morning, Justin Wong. Morning, Justin. Good morning, guys. How's it going? It's going good, dude. So we're uh, we're all excited in here. We're we're looking at our uh, Area 10 black mouth season, going to open up here February 1st. Uh, you got to be pretty excited to get back on the water in Area 10. I know you've been down in 13, uh, bebopping around a bit. But um, Area 10, you know, I I think uh, we're probably going to see a, a decent number of blackmouth in there. And, and I'm sure you're seeing lots of bait in 13. I'll guarantee you there's a pile of bait also in Area 10. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what I'm seeing in 13 with the bait, I mean, I can only hope and imagine that it translates into area 10 so i'm definitely looking forward to it um and lots of herring around so it's a good sign good sign to pull in some fish so justin how do you approach a day on the water like for us you know you're, you're working every day you're, you're down in 13 it's open all year and you've been working your program but you know Come uh, come January 31st, we're looking at that opener next year. We are not going to have been on the water and have any kind of backlog or inside, in, inside intel. So we're going to try to gather all the information that we can. For So for us, that's looking at the surface and probably dropping downrigger balls. But for you, you are, are, are a mooching specialist, a purist, if you will, and uh, how do you start your day? Where are you going to start? What do you need to see before you behead the first herring of the season and, and drop it down? What are you looking for, Justin? Yeah, I mean, so looking at taking a quick peek at the tides for February 1st, looks like we've got a small outgoing tide in the morning. Um, so you'll probably find me at Kingston um, for that outgoing tide for sure. And, you know, when I pull into any spot, um, versus just stopping and, you know, finding the contour line that you like, um, I pull in and I look for bait fish. Um, and so once you pull into these spots, I mean, blackmouth are feeding fish. That's what they're there to do um, in this winter time and get big. So finding bait fish is key, in my opinion. Um, generally, bottom half of the water column, you know, like if I we're marking bait fish towards the surface, I generally don't um, worry about that stuff too much during the winter time just because, most of these fish are glued to the bottom, either herring or sand lance. Um, but, yeah, I mean, mostly you're looking for the bait fish. So I'll set up on a drift, and uh, depending on what the wind's doing, we'll either try to go up current or upwind from it and see which way we drift. And that first drift kind of tells you, you know, A, which way we're drifting, and B, how much line angle and how much weight you'll need for the um, for the day. And so we'll adjust accordingly. And so the sec- generally that second drift is when we get dialed in and, you know, get set up to where we can uh, give them that slow presentation right in front of them. Yeah, I mean, more time on the water. Every pass, you know, even with us, we're we're putting down, you know, trolling gear. 
we're tuned into the downriggers. We're watching our our finder, and every pass you learn a little bit. You know, we jump on this contour line. Uh, there was nothing on that one. We're going to bounce out a little bit deeper. Now, now once you find those fish, um, I mean, are you going to ma- say you're you're on those fish? It's a pretty short little window there. They're on a pile of bait. I mean, are you doing like a short little drift and then resetting real fast if if that's where the fish are? Yeah, I mean, you know sometimes the drift doesn't work in your favor. Right. And so it doesn't hold you on that contour line that the fish are on. And so, yeah, I mean, picking up gear and resetting, getting back on top of the fish is definitely key. I mean, if you want to stay on top of the fish and put yourself in the best opportunity, you know, there are times where that drift is pretty short. It might only be five, 10 minutes and then got to run back and get back on top of them and staying on top of that, you know, bait pile of those feeding fish is definitely key. How difficult is it to, to tune your people in? Like, you know, to how, how, how do you mooch? Like, what are you doing? You, you just flip the bail and let it go. Do you got to thumb it? You got to let it down slow. What, what's the process? Yeah. So when everybody hops on the boat in the morning, we head out. And then once we get out there, give them a quick little rundown on what we're doing. And, um, I have everybody, you know, depending on the skill level, I mean, sometimes we have people that are first time, you know, fishermen and women that only, you know, they know nothing about a reel. Mm-hmm. And so we start off with, telling them, you know, how the bail works and everything and how to engage the reels. And once we get past that, then we're, um, most of the time I tell people to let down, you know, 30 to 40 feet by hand pulling out the line. So all my reels on the boat have line counters. It simplifies everything for um, the guests on the boat. So that way they don't have to feel bottom per se. I'll call out numbers all day and get them right to where they need to be. Um, and so that simplifies it at that point where I tell my customers that anytime your line goes slack before whatever number I call out, it's time to reel. That fish is on there. That fish picked the bait up on the drop mm-hmm. and it's uh, time to get on your horse. <laughs> well, do you like a, a softer outgoing tide? Do you like a big outgoing tide? What, what, where are you at on that? In the wintertime, you know, um, most of the tides during the day are pretty small in general. Um, so I always say, you know, something that's got decent movement in the wintertime, meaning five to six feet of movement is nice. I mean, those tides on the open air are pretty small, mm-hmm. um, so it's not going to concentrate those bait fish as much. Um, but, you know, it'll be make it a little bit easier to get down and keep lines down um, with less current down there. So, yeah, yeah it's kind of a catch-22, but I do like a little bit of a bigger tide to kind of concentrate those bait fish. Yeah, and as we move into... Uh, you know, if we make it into March, um, you know, we start to see some bigger tides there. Uh, so do you, when you are rigging that herring, is it the same? Are you doing the same thing every time? There's a lot of different ways to rig a herring, right? Like I like, I cut my herring, I run the back hook as far inside, pull it out the belly. And then I go in through the top. Do you have like, how many different ways do you rig a herring, a cut plug herring? Yeah, you know, for the most part, um, we just rig it Westport style. And then um, I do run that trailer hook, like you said, deep inside the cavity. And then I just let it trail mm-hmm. um, off the high side of the bait. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of guys run it all on the low side. I run the trail hook on the high side of the bait. And, I, yeah, I just let it trail back there. Um, if for some reason, you know, we're getting a bunch of bites where those fish are maybe just short biting and the tails of the baits and you see it all scratched up at the back half of the bait, then sometimes I'll embed that hook. Um, but generally I don't need to. Yeah. Justin Wong, cut plug charters joining us this morning, seattle salmon fishing.com. 
All right. From a logistics standpoint, every day is a challenge for you. I mean, you, let's say you got four people on the boat. How much bait do you have to have brined? How much bait do you have to have cut? How many liters? How many sinkers? Sinker weights? The whole bit, man. Run, a, run us through your daily gear list to make sure that you're going to keep your customers with sharp hooks and with enough bait. Yeah, so blackmouth season, generally I go out with, you know, the rule of thumb is probably a couple dozen per customer, um, just to be on the safe side, depending on if there's sublegals around, um, then maybe a few more. Um, but generally, if you keep that bait size up to a green label or bigger, it's definitely going to keep the shaker count down, too. You'll run into more fish of that legal size, 22 inch and above. Um and then gear-wise, we're running Loomis 1084s. Uh, moderate action rods are generally key for mooching just because it allows those fish some time to um, chew on the baits before they um, feel that tension of the rod. And so moderate action rods, anywhere from 8.5 to 9.5 feet long. Um, and then I use 15-pound mainline. And... In the wintertime, we don't have to worry about dogfish or anything, so anywhere between 12 and 15-pound test on the leaders as well, a little bit lighter. And the weights generally were two to six ounces is what I carry in the, in the box. Um, most of the time, you can get away with three to four ounces with the tides and currents and the sound um, to get down to where you need to be. But line counter reels and moderate action rods are probably two of the key things in my mooching setup to get people going and um, allow them the best opportunity at catching fish. So I have one more bait question. So how often do you get out there and say, you know, a lot of times in the winter, the the herring that are out there could be little tiny, yellow, you know. When I say yellow, I'm talking, you know, anything that's two and a half to three inches, that three and a half to four um, is going to be your orange, then red, then green. Uh, if those fish are keyed into those small baits – how often do you have to drop down to, say, a red, and do you ever go anything smaller than red out there? Um, yeah, I mean, if, they're, if they are keyed in on smaller bait, then definitely we'll step down to a red. Um, I will occasionally go down to orange label herring, but generally only use oranges when um, reds are not available. Mm-hmm. I try not to go too much smaller than a red. Um, the orange label, sometimes you'll have to either hook them up whole or, you know, step down to like a one-aught hook. Yeah, they're, um, they're tough to cut to keep... unless you're using little hooks. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So, Justin, another thing is we, you know, we are hoping that we can make this season last <clears throat> through March, okay? I, I don't think that's probably a realistic expectation given the amount of encounters. But so there, there's three triggers to this fishery that, that could shut us off. Total encounters, right around 7,100. Unmarked encounters, um, just over 1,000. But the sublegals are at 6,200. So if we want to prolong this fishery, one of the best courses of action is to try to minimize your landing or encounters of sublegals. You're, you're out there, you're watching guys trolling all around you and you're mooching. In your opinion, does the mooched herring hook less sublegals than the typical guy that's out there trolling a small spoon? Uh, yes, hands down. I think, you know, um, with it being a mooched herring, it's a slower presentation and, you know, it's a bigger bait. 
in general too. And so these, you don't encounter as many sublegals when you're mooching herring. Um, it's more keyed in on, you know, to target bigger fish generally. Yeah. The, the, that slow presentation for whatever reason, we all know it just seems to catch bigger fish. There's no question. Yeah. There's absolutely no, I've seen it over and over and over again. If you're, you're in a position where you can mooch, you are going to select for larger Chinook. And I don't care if you're talking about Southeast Alaska. I don't care if you're talking about the top end of Haida Gwaii, West Coast Vancouver Island, Coastal Washington. It doesn't well, and, and also all, the, the trolled cut plug, yeah. you troll that is slow. extremely slow. You know, you're all, it's yeah. almost a motor mooch kind yeah. of situation. And, and the biggest fish, like both my uncles have caught, are those are cut plug herring yeah. presentations, our but biggest, they're trollers. Our biggest Chinook last year? Cut plug herring, oh, yeah. blue label, yeah. you know, no question about it. Justin, thank you so much for your time, buddy. We uh, we're going to be looking, we're going to be looking out there for you. Okay, we're you know, uh, all we need to do is find Justin. Okay, we that's yep. and then we're going to you know we'll just troll circles around him and then. Uh, oh, he's going to uh, love that. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Wong, get a parade going yeah. around. Yeah, because <laughs> you know there's a bunch of boats that are watching our boat. Yeah, that's and then it. if we're watching your boat, pretty soon <laughs> we're going to. Yeah. It's like a toilet bowl going <laughs> around you. That's it. We're going to get called out by the NOAA whale police. Yeah. We're going to need a NOAA parade permit out there. So Cup Plug Charter is the name of the outfit. Seattle Sports, excuse me, SeattleSalmonFishing.com. He's Justin Wong, kind enough to put up with us today, Justin. Thank Thanks you so much, jun- buddy. Thanks for jumping on, Justin. Thanks, you guys. Take All right, care. buddy. Talk to you soon. Coming up next, a critically, critically acclaimed award-winning Northwest Outdoor Report brought to you by Les Schwab Tires right here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Les Schwab Tires, taking your safety seriously for over 70 years. Marine Area 10 winter Chinook opener just around the corner. Tie some leaders, sharpen hooks, go buy some bait because winter blackmouth are going to be fair game on Wednesday, February 1st. That gives you plenty of time to de-winterize the boat as well. Nothing is worse on a boat than inactivity. Batteries go dead. Corrosion in your electrical system never sleeps. And downrigger wire has been rusting since September. So if you don't want to donate downrigger balls, re-rig those end snaps. The fisheries is scheduled to run seven days a week through March with one adipose clip Chinook in excess of 22 inches. We have a few more fish to work with this season with 7,150 allowable encounters. WDFW will be closely monitoring this fishery, but we'll be back in the blackmouth business soon. If you missed Justin Wong's rundown of this fishery in the previous segment, catch the podcast on theoutdoorline.com. Save 10 bucks. You have the remainder of January to get your report in. Hunter reports are required for each deer, elk, bear, cougar, and turkey tag, as well as for each special hunt permit awarded. Reports are required for tag holders regardless whether you hunted or not. Hunters who report their activity by January 10 will be entered into an automatic or automatically entered into a drawing for a special incentive permit. The nine special permits include two any elk permits for Western Washington, two any elk permits for Eastern Washington, and five statewide deer permits. These tags are issued for an additional animal in 23-24 season. You can complete your hunter reporting online at fishhunt. More Columbia River Spring Chinook details released. The Columbia River Spring Chinook preseason looks outstanding for springers this later this spring. A total run of 370 springers at forecast hit the Columbia, which is up considerably from last year. 7,100 earmarked to hit the Willamette. 9,000 for the Cowlitz and Drano is also expected to get 8,000 springers, which is up 
double from last year. The Upper Columbia forecast is set to get a run of 198,000 springs. Pretty much every trip of the Columbia is expected to on this it, to, to participate in this improved springer run. It's great news for anglers. Last year, most of the salmon runs on the Columbia far outperformed the forecast, and if this run follows suit, we're in for some outstanding fishing on the Columbia River and its tributaries. David Dietrich from Adventure Angling in Tacoma says the sea run cutthroat fishing in the South Sound is still on fire right now. David said he's been fishing shrimp patterns in close to the beach and catching both sea run cutties and resident coho. He's been nymphing a worm that he ties that's similar similar to a San Juan worm under a strike indicator, and he says that's been working great. Dietrich says the months of January through March are prime time for both Sea Run Cuddies and Resident Coho in the South Sound, and he expects the fishing to be great. For a great saltwater fly fishing trip on the Sound, look him up at adventure-angling.com. The Boat Show, the Boat Show, the big Seattle Boat Show, three weeks and counting. The largest boat show on the West Coast is set for February 3rd through 11th at Lumen Event Sealed, downtown, downtown Seattle. You're going to find hundreds of boats on display at the event center from stand-up paddleboards all the way up to 60-foot cruisers and everything in between. Experts will be given daily seminars and boating and fishing, and there's hundreds of vendors at the show with nearly every boating accessory manageable. Come see the latest. Marine electronics, crabbing, shrimping, gear haulers, safety equipment, and all the comforts for your on-board on lifestyle. That's the Seattle Boat Show coming up February 3rd through 11th. More information online at seattleboatshow.com. Dates are also set for the Washington Sportsman Show coming up February 1st through the 5th at the Puyallup Fairgrounds. The show has a full lineup of seminar speakers, countless outfitters and guides, booths from your favorite manufacturers in the outdoor industry, an outdoor camping, a cooking camp, and so much more. Log on to thesportsshow.com for more information about the Washington Sportsman Show coming up the week of February 1st through the 5th. The Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Les Schwab Tires. Find the best in tires, brakes, wheels, batteries, shocks, struts, and more at lesschwab.com. Uh, what do we got? The end of the month for ducks, yep. right? Um, the WDFW came out and uh, slammed the door on the nooksack. Not a great data point for uh, hatchery steelhead in the Puget Sound basement. Could change. Look, they can, they can could. show up, Absolutely. and then they, they open it back up. Um, and then, obviously, razor clams continue to stay closed yeah, out right. there. No razor clams. It's brutal. Yeah. But when I they- only have, like, three packages <laughs> left. <laughs> when it does open up, definitely worth rolling on out there. And then, and then the last little thing, uh, winter, if you took – part in the winter crab season uh catch cards are also due february 1st so just jump on the wdfw.wa.gov for those um so we got to go back to rufus woods and uh between roosevelt lake and rufus woods that's a fishery that you've got to experience and we got kind of some softer weather right now to head on over the pass yeah yeah it's been way more way more pleasant than when we were there i noticed you know what i noticed um when we were over there you and kevin gogan kind of manned the propane heater quite well, a bit yeah. of time yeah and just well, kind of watched those back bait rods we kind of took the old, old man privilege drill going yeah. on there we let you guys cast well, we up stood on the bow. Up there and we're casting off the bow foes in your fingers yeah Ooh. tell you what but it, but it's going on right now here to tell us all about it austin Mosier, austin's northwest adventures joining us next here on the outdoor line seattle sports station 710 and the seattle sports app Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the RenaissanceMarineGroup.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. You know, I, I don't throw around the term complete angler very much, but it's a, certainly it's an apt description of our next guest, talking about sturgeon, walleye, All of springers, it. steelhead, 
halibut, lingcod, rockfish, name, name it. This guy is all over it. Austin Mosier, Austin's NorthwestAdventures.com. Good morning, buddy. How are you, dude? Good, guys. How are you guys doing today? Hanging right in there, man. I just uh, yeah. kind of seen some of the pictures that you've been putting up. I think this is another big fish year on Rufus Woods. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah you know it. It is. They're they're nice fish. I have the biggest one I've gotten so far is fifteen pounds, Ooh. but it's we're still early in the fifteen season, pound so. rainbow. Yeah, oh, monster, yep. dude. Uh, they're they're amazing yeah. fish, dude. They're every everything about them. You, you, but my favorite part about them is getting them hot out of the smoker, man. Mm. Oh. And, and you know it ha- it's not like it's oh. been. I I've had some guys over there. Uh, they've towed their boats over there already. And look, it's not like everybody's roping them. Like, but here's here's the deal. Austin's there. He's so tuned in. Do you you? you like know what every one of those fish wants, like individually. Um, and here's the other thing about Austin, like you were saying, uh, amazing angler. Um, it's so fun to watch. You know, I'll be up there throw casting, jigging, and Austin will step up there and make one cast, and I I'm not hooking fish, and he'll throw it out there, and it's just it's the technique, yeah, right, yeah. And that's just being there all the time, tuned into the fishery. Uh, I also saw you were on Roosevelt, and which we got to do that last year. And you had uh, how many guys do you have? You have five guys on the boat. Yep, five guys. Yep. Limited the boat. Twenty five of those trips off yeah. of off of Lake Roosevelt, and those things were amazing table fare. Yeah, but those fish are they're awesome. You know, we. Those fish are, are a byproduct when we're out there trying to catch our kokanee, you know, and, and the kokanee are, they are a, an awesome fish and, you know, but they're a trophy. You don't always right, get them. Right. Um, I'm, I'm pretty tuned in on how to get them and where to get them, but sometimes I just don't get them. But, you know, the, the byproduct of that are these awesome rainbows. They are very good eating fish. They eat the same things the kokanee do. Their flesh looks very similar to the kokanee flesh, nice and red. You can see the fat marbling in them. They're a healthy fish. And, boy, I tell you what, they're fun to catch. So, uh, you know, we caught 20, we caught 31 of those rainbows. You can't keep the uh, the wild ones, um, um, but you, you can keep the hatchery fish. And so we caught 31 in about four and a half hours. Wow, that's and, busy. Uh, it, it was fun. And, and one of the times we came around that same corner that you guys were fishing with me last year, and we come around that corner and five rods went off. <laughs> it was pandemonium. Pandelirium. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and if you don't, fun. when you say five rods went off, this doesn't mean like you're just trolling rods and uh, your gear is just out behind the boat. Oh, dude, this is like planer board. you're on planer boards, oh, my outriggers. It's a, it, uh, to, to reset after a, a five fish you know, slam. That's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and, you know, th- those planer boards are, are, are key uh, for me up there. Covering water is, is a big thing. You know, that's 300 feet wide uh, of a pass, you know, and we're covering a lot of water and finding those fish, you know, I wonder how so much little details. I wonder how much it, like, it's hard to find those kokanee when the trout bite is that good. Right. I mean, it's got to yeah. kind of impact that kokanee fishery when there's that many trout in the lake. Yeah, that, that's definitely it. You know, they're they're in the same areas, and so you know sometimes the 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 trout might be um, 
more numbers. And so you're trolling through kokanee and trout, and and that's what happens. Sometimes we'll catch one, one we'll have a double. One of them's a kokanee, one of them's a trout. Sometimes so, um, and and other times we'll be trolling along, and and all we're catching is uh, kokanee. Um, and those are the days that I love. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> those are the fish where really everybody really wants to see, you know. It's a trophy fish for, for you know, anywhere. There's only five places in the whole United States you can probably catch that big of a kokanee, and um, I got one of them right here in my backyard, so I'm pretty happy about it. If there's a peak to that to the Rufus Woods fishery, those big triploids, if, if there's a peak to that season, when, when do you think that is, or is there well, you know, they plant those fish in the spring, so they have all year to grow. So um, as the year move, progresses on, they get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, we're catching fish. You know, you know, I start in December fishing on those fish, and I'm trying to get out there when they're as big as they can get before they start to disappear because uh, people start moving in on these fish in December, and we fish them all through the winter until they release the fish, uh, the, the new uh, stock in uh, March, uh, late February, early March, they start releasing the fish um, again, and they are in that two to three pound range. Um, and so I would say that the peak is, you know, from December until the end of February for the big fish. Um, and every day there's a few less, you know, we're catching sure. them every day I'm out yeah, there. We're, we're getting them. Sure. So uh, they're, they're just, slowly going away, but there's lots of them in the system. I think they put uh, a little over 50,000 fish in there um, per year for us to harvest. And, you know, those net pens are out there, and, and there's there's a whole ecosystem created around those, those net pens. So there's crawdads everywhere. There's, you know, just a ton of forage for those trout, and they're just eating machines. They just grow and uh and eat and grow and eat and grow and then we catch them and that's why they're so good eating because the food that they're they're eating is so good and uh they are just oily and just awesome fish they they, they seem like springers to me they are um, they, i mean that's that's yeah. that's the only thing i can really liken them to with with regard to how you handle them how they you know the oil the oil content when you're when you're when you're smoking them or cooking them what however it works they're they're just amazing austin's northwestadventures.com is this website of course we're, we're speaking with austin Mosier. before we let you go buddy let's let's walk through your angling year real quick i mean when the water starts warming up you're going to stay in that neck of the woods but but then you start kind of transitioning over to walleye in february excuse me in march late march yeah yeah we're uh we'll keep continuing you know that's the beauty of of the area i'm in up there i can fish three different species and in and two of them are in the same spot you know so so at, at rufus woods we we can 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 target walleye i have banks lake right there too um but i i tend to do start the walleye fishing in late february i'll start like uh just getting out there and trying to see, you know, how it's going. Those fish are starting to stage, getting ready to spawn. Um, so we'll, in March time frame, it's, it's lights out walleye for us, and, and, and we can do combo trips. You know, we'll, we'll go catch the trout, and then we'll, when that slows down or when people decide they want to do something else, we'll go chase the walleye, and, and it's an awesome fishery. And, and like I said, that ecosystem is rolling in there. So there's a lot of food for the walleye, all the little smolts and all the – the crawdads and the different things like that, they're, they're tankers of, and, and they're really uh, a lot of fun to catch and they get pretty big in there. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll fish that through um, 
through April, you know, um, and, and into May. I, I'm starting to transition into up being up there until uh, I go to Alaska. And then, um, and then we'll start when I get back from Alaska. You know, we just roll right into salmon fishing, Sakai sure. and Summer Chinook in the Upper Columbia. And then, then it's buoy 10 after that. You know, we all love that buoy 10. I, I wish that fishery was about three months long. <laughs> a month. I tell we, you what, we would all be divorced. Dude. Boy, no kidding. Yeah, I, that's you know one of the things that I, I, we are looking forward to getting the wives down there this year too because it's just it's a nice weather fishery. It can be really really nice. But boy, you got to be licking your chops though, buddy, because not only are we seeing increased springer numbers this year in the Columbia, we're looking at some increased summer and fall Chinook numbers. And if you know, I tell you what, if it follows suit last year, every single Single forecast got broke last year, and, and if that happens again this year, 2023 could be a special, special year, Austin Mosier. Oh yes, I'm very excited for it. We are, you know, just just excited to get after these fish. Everybody I'm talking to is excited, and we are on an upswing, and and it's it's going to be a good year. I'm I'm really uh, wanting to get after them this year. Now you got some openings here between the, the rest of this month. Do you have Do you have anything open let the rest of the rest of January? Yeah, I think we got uh, we got a couple of uh, patchwork days throughout the month uh, here. We got a few single seats mixed in, you know, two or three seats or one seat here and there. Um, February is a little bit more open. If guys go to my Facebook page, you can see we just posted our calendar. Uh, February has a little bit more openings. Um, if you want to get in there and get after, uh, you know, the triploids, kokanee, uh, even walleye towards the end of February, we're going to be doing it. So check out my Facebook page. It's got some of those uh, some of those dates available, and you can always just give us a call. So Yeah, and here's yeah, a great little ready. sneaky trick, guys. If you have your own boat and you want to go over there, uh, you could go over there if you want and try it. But I'll tell you, if you jump on Austin's boat – you're going to learn a whole bunch of sneaky little stuff, and it's going to make you more successful when it's you do a, it's, go. Dude, it's a 10-year cheat code. Oh, yeah, you're gonna sure. You're going to just <laughs> learn so much. His number is 509-668-09, excuse me, 509-668-0298, austinsnorthwestadventures.com. Austin Mosier, thanks for your time, buddy. We will talk to you soon. Keep in touch, my friend. Thanks, brother. All right. Yep, y'all have a good day. Thank all right, buddy. You. Thank you, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right, all right, coming up next, the hottest report we've heard all week, the techniques you need to succeed. It's Roy Robinson RVs. Really? Where? And it's next here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. No way. you got to be kidding me. Really? Where? It's coming back from the island of Tinian and the lady. Where'd you get him, man? No way. you, you got to tell me. I, I, I'm not going to tell anybody. Ocean Journey. Hey, man, can you tell me where you got them? I'll never put on a nice jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? Time to step up to the number one Winnebago deal in the Pacific Northwest, the all-new Roy Robinson RV Center at Smoky Point. You're going to find a complete selection of Class A's, Class B's, Super C's, travel trailers, fifth wheelers, toilers, pop-ups, campers, and so very, very much more. Sell or consign your RV at Roy Robinson RV, RoyRobinsonRV.com. Well, there's not a whole lot of fishing opportunity going on right now, but we still have some duck hunting opportunities yeah, out there. Uh and I got out um, one day this week with Captain Nick Kester. Very and cool. We went and sat in a duck blind, just the two of us. Nick and, had, and, and his dog. Yep. Uh, had a great day. Uh, tons of birds around, man. I mean, we we were seeing waves of three to 500 widge flying around. Ooh. Tons of mallards. Um, 
That was great. That was up in Duval. There's been a lot of birds around the Snohomish area, and then I got out on Friday with uh, James Petker, and we went up, and, and we did the Bayfront, which here's a, here's the deal about the Bayfront is there's no pressure out there. No. Um, and those birds, they're not pressured out there, so when they come in, they just – like you'll see them from you know, a couple hundred yards away, and they're, they're like locked up. And they just they don't they don't circle five times. No, no they're, they're just, not flaring. Yeah. They just lock up and do it. So, man, this time of year when these birds are wary, if you got a if you got a boat um, and you can get out on that bay front, find some some you know public land. I'll give you a tip: you can launch under the twin bridges there in the Swinomish Channel and run out and hunt those sand islands. There's a couple private ones there, but there are there is some public ground out there. And, uh, man, the, the birds just do it. You kind of do the same thing um, north of Stanwood, too. That you know, hat yeah. slew the heads up there. That's our, excuse me. Wa- watch your tides. Yeah, That's oh, the man. main you thing. Get, and you right now, so hosed. Right now, we don't have a bunch right. of big low tides during the day. We have these pretty soft tides. So, But you just want to make sure, look yeah. at what your drop is. If, if you're going to drop two, three feet, you just got to be moving your boat and there's, make sure you don't get stuck. There's been water up, water up in the river valleys this week, too. We got like a quarter inch of rain for the next two days, and then... Yeah, Wednesday's another wet one. We get a series of systems, and then Thursday we're going to get a half an inch. So yeah, there's going to be water in all those fields. I tell you what, this is a great time to catch up on stuff, and that's what I've been doing. I mean, you know, while while the boat's in there getting taken care of, I took everything off the boat, and so I'm going through, went through my gear, and man, I found a couple biological time bombs when I did it too. Like we got this leader bag, right? Mm-hmm. I had a jar of Pro Cure that somehow popped open inside that. All my leaders were just toast. So it took a couple trips through the wash machine to get that out. Of, and, and don't worry, I didn't have Kathy's workout gear in the wash machine. <laughs> was that a, was and, that was that Pro Cure anchovy gel? Pro Cure anchovy yeah. gel. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. So, but then you go through all your leaders and stuff, and 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 I mean, you know, take a. This is the time to get stocked up because I don't know about you, I can't find the right size hooks during the season, like at all. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm getting I'm getting all my gamakatsu open eye big river siwash hooks for my spoon presentations. I'm tying leaders for 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 the hoochie presentations. I've been tying all kinds of anchovy helmet leaders, and you know, thanks to uh, Rob Alcock up there at. Uh, up, up Delta Tackle, you know, he's just absolutely the guy, Rise Davies, right? He's just the man on those kind of things. And a couple different colors, too, because even even the, the popular spoon and hoochie and, and anchovy special colors that we like aren't always available. Um, good luck finding Berkeley 8-inch uh, halibut grubs. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you find those, you need to jump on those right now, too. And I'm an absolute addict with regard to the big 12-aught big river bait hooks that I tie up for for halibut. I'd usually tie up tie those up on two or 250-pound mono. I mean, this is just the time to get in there and get all that stuff done. But, uh, you know, and then we got to finish up our PowerPoints because before you know it, it's going to be boat show season. And and we were talking about that, too. The boat show and, and show season in general is, is just a wonderful learning experience. I mean, you go in there and you learn something um, you know, from the folks in the industry, and you know, and Dave Johnson from Kitsap Marina, he's absolutely, you know, him, him and Orrin Nelson in that booth on the floor, man, they're absolutely the nerve center of information. You and I are going to be yeah. hanging out, you know, in, in Three Rivers booth and the Duckworth display. But uh, but the thing of it is, you you learn stuff from folks in the industry. You learn about the new products that are that are going to be announced, and, and Raymarine's coming out with some brand new stuff, right? Um, there's a couple sales events for Yamaha too, but then to see the boats come out and to see each manufacturer's 
um, solutions to the problems that the, you know, on the water work that we do, how that needs to happen, right? So, and then the folks we get to talk to, because it's, it's a steady conversation in oh, that yeah. booth from the time that we get there on day one till the time the show ends. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's great. You know, I've been doing it with you the last couple of years and, and you're right. I, a lot of time I'm pretty quiet, um, in those situations, but I just sit back and listen and you learn a ton of stuff. I mean, there's, there's a ton of experts running around. Dude. Everybody who's there and spins the whole boat show, you know, they work in that industry. Uh, there's a lot of information, man, for, for the average Joe, you can go down there and, and just kind of lurk around and you're going to pick up some great tips. Um, you know, I was, I was kind of scrolling through the seminar list. You know, you got your Tommy Donlins, your Tom Nelsons, your John Kaisers, a lot of, a lot of information there. You, you know, you can, you can go in there and walk out and, uh, definitely elevate your game. And that's the key. That's the whole reason, you know, for show season right there is, is just to get a fast start on your season, right? Yeah, and there's and, always, like, killer deals at the boat show. You know, you can go down there. Sport Co. will be there. They'll have oh yeah. I've already stuff. I've already been talking to, to Mike Coombs and the manager at Outdoor Emporium and making sure that they're going to have the stuff we need because, you know, we'll go in there. We'll talk about some Cannon Downrigger products like the Terminator kits, mm-hmm. you know, um, weight retrievers, uh, you know, all the stuff that you don't, you know, just, you know, having extra spools of wire, having extra connectors, all that kind of stuff. It, it, it adds up to efficiency. And so when you get out, you know, you take in a seminar and you walk right out. There's Outdoor Emporium right there. While it's fresh in your mind, go get that stuff because again, then again, I mean the supply chain's better, but it, it's not. Well, even when the supply chain is full power, yeah, we we have holes in you know. For sure. Once it, one thing, once one spoon is popular, I don't care how <laughs> good the supply chain is, you're not going to find it. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, and that, and that's that's a big key too. So so yeah, uh, boat show cracks open uh, on the third, which means we're going to have the first and the second to fish. Greenery 10 mm-hmm. <laughs> on down there. And then, um, you know, start making your summertime plans, too. And we talked about expanding your season. And and one way to do that is is join us up in Sitka. We're going to be fishing with Joel Martin and Fish Baranoff, as we have for so many years. Um, up in Sitka, go to fishbaranoff.com. We're, we're going to be up there starting in May. And there's not a lot of opportunity down here at that time. And then, uh, then of course, the Outdoor Line listener trip, uh, the, the 17th of june which is uh, father's day weekend the 17th through the 20th come on up there Haida Gwaii is going to be amazing with all the forecasts we said it, we said it earlier in the show it's it's this is going to be a very very good year we're on a series of them right now we got a you know we've had excellent spawning conditions this year the future for our salmon runs we we hit a ditch back in you know 2017 2018 but we came back out of it strong in 2019 and the season since then and, and with with some increased Hatchery production here and there, natural production as well. Man, we're we're looking at an upswing. I'm I'm fired up, man. Oh, I am too. You know, and 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 when you talk about elevating your game, if you can if you can start your season in Sitka at fishbaronoff.com, you're gonna learn some stuff, dude. Yeah, you're gonna learn some stuff, and you and you're gonna. It's like you're gonna come back here, and you're already gonna have like a little edge on all the other guys. You know, when when we come back here, we're well. You know, we start February, and then we're out in CQ in March, and then we're up there. And, we just don't and stop. Yeah, we, we have and issues. Once, you know, but 
for the average guy, man, if you can get a trip in in Sitka, yeah. especially when you're up there, especially if they, we're up there, they can corner you and, dude, and get some yeah, info. And, and how many times do we spend time with guys on the dock? Oh yeah, I go down you know, every morning yeah. when I'm there, and I just sit in there, straighten and, guys and, up for and sure, help them out. So. Yeah, that's kind of what it's all about. Uh, you missed any of the show? We've had some great guests today. Obviously, we started off with Todd Daniels. He jumped in, gave us a steelhead rundown. Justin Wong hit us up on the on the Marine Area Ten. He's a mooch and just genius. And and of course, uh, our, our our good friend Austin Mosier that. Uh, in central washington go catch a trip you missed any of the show jump on those podcasts give us a follow on social media at joey pyburn at the outdoor line on facebook twitter or instagram for matt nelson running a great show he'll have the podcast up here shortly joey pyburn i'm tom nelson this has been the outdoor line seattle sports station 710 and the seattle sports app